This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 6th, where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Doing great, buddy. I actually thought we were about to do the rollout to the Proton Pack. I was waiting for you to say my whatever to my whatever. I literally was waiting for that, and... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Wrong show. Well, the funny thing is, before I said today's date, my brain was going there. I was like, nope, that's not yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of got the same feeling on that. But that's okay, man. I'm doing great. It is uh, my third day back home, and I'm loving the visits and stuff. And uh, just like it usually is, man, it's a, uh, it's like being on tour. It's nonstop. Everyone's like, oh, it's vacation. Well, it is vacation, but... Uh, uh, making a lot of rounds, so. Well, and the funny thing is, you weren't out here too long ago. You were, what, what was it, October? It was October, Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. so it's been three months. Yeah, it's been three months, and, uh, you know, uh, I came out really to, uh, to, well, I came out to see everybody. It was a good deal on a Black Friday <laughs> purchase, but it worked out well because Dad hasn't been as good, so... Uh, so it's been nice to come out and see him and uh, spend some time and help him out. So Good. Yeah, so good stuff, man. How are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Well-rested. Uh, had a great day yesterday. But uh, you know what? Yesterday's in the past. We're looking forward to uh, midweek. Obviously, we're on a Wednesday. But, we uh, are. Let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host, Tony. I need you to put on your hypothetical hat again. If you had a child who... Uh, was kidnapped abducted what would you do what extent would you do or go to to get your child back no it'd be like the movie ransom right with mel gibson there's nothing i wouldn't do you know i would uh, put my life on the line uh, no amount of money it just well there's there'd be no amount of money i wouldn't pay you know anything as long as the safety of my child came back so if a man had to fight and you know had to kill someone i guess you know obviously you know the person that took my kid but uh, yeah no i put everything on the line for that so well it's interesting you mentioned a movie here's a case where life imitates art a mom in mexico spent three years on a taken style mission to avenge her daughter's death miriam rodriguez went searching for answers after her 20 year old daughter karen alejandra salinas rodriguez disappeared 
Karen's captor sent Miriam ransom demands in exchange for her to be released. However, the young woman was never returned safely. Instead, her body was discovered on an abandoned ranch in 2014. Miriam's mission has been brought to light by the New York Times, which has explained the bold and dangerous mission she undertook to hold those responsible for Karen's death accountable. An early incident in Miriam's campaign saw her pleading with a gang member to release her daughter. The gang member insisted his cartel did not have her, but offered to find her for a fee, which Miriam paid. However, during the conversation, she heard his name uttered on a radio, Sama. That sparked a frenzied search on social media as Miriam sought to find someone by that name. She eventually found the profile of someone she recognized and zeroed in on his location, an ice cream shop two hours away in Cuidad, Victoria. The 56-year-old then spent weeks waiting by the shop until Sama came along. She followed him to his home and even pretended to be an election official while interviewing neighbors to get more details about him. Miriam then set course for finding other people involved in Karen's murder, which led her to change her appearance and pretend to be other people so that she could get closer to the culprits belonging to the Zeta cartel. She even created excuses to meet their families and casually ask unsuspecting grandmothers and cousins about the people's addresses. The mother cons- uh, sorry, the mother cornered one man involved in the murder in an alleyway and put a gun to his back and warned him, if you move, I'll shoot you. Despite some of the culprits starting new lives and respectable jobs, Miriam rounded up nearly everyone and handed them over to authorities. In total, she was able to get 10 members of the Zeta cartel arrested. Sadly, though, her mission came at a cost. On Mother's Day in 2017, as she was chasing down one of her last targets, she was shot 12 times in her front home and was killed. The tireless effort to bring people to justice resulted in a bronze plaque being erected in her city of San Fernando, as many were inspired by her mission. So uh, while she didn't quite go to the extent of Liam Neeson and taken in killing all of those involved, uh, she sounds like did a great job of rounding up, having them arrested, and then obviously from there, uh, you know, losing her life in the process. But, uh, you know, she almost got her her full retribution right it, very sad but uh when you're messing with the cartel you know that's uh that's a huge task for one person even though vengeance and uh i don't know yeah it'd be a mixture of vengeance and redemption not redemption but uh yeah, a little bit of redemption yeah, i mean to, to honor her, her child you know that's uh to, to catch that many on her own is pretty damn impressive uh and i think you think of all the lives that you know, other families she saved in that process by putting those those behind bars. They're not able to go out and do all the bad things. But unfortunately, it just it doesn't matter how many crooks and bad people you catch. There's always more waiting in the wings. Unfortunately, yeah, it is unfortunate, but uh, good for her for taking that mission on and at least getting some of those culprits yeah. off the street. Well, we have a wonderful show lined up for you, wonderful. folks. Today it is Wednesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! (laughs) It is Hump Day. As we do on Wednesdays, we've got Words Are Hard. We have a segment called Blockbuster Secrets. Our call-in topic today is New Year's Resolutions. Mm. We have a segment called, well, that's unexpected. We round out the day with This Day in History. And up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few.
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 6th. Now we've got a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you took a Taken-style mission to get back your kidnapped daughter. Well, we want to hear about it. Give us a call on the Phoenix Line. That's 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, January 6, 2021. Here's your Filippo Fast. All right, so sad news. Officially, Tanya Roberts of That 70s Show and James Bond fame has passed away at 65 after a premature death announcement. Um, she was declared um, deceased uh, yesterday afternoon, unfortunately. Well, bummer. So, uh, PBS cancels Caillou after 20 years. I used to drive my niece nuts by singing Caillou, Caillou, <laughs> stop it. So, now parents rejoice. Uh, well, I guess parents are old, are older now. They didn't have to put up with it for too long. But if you're a new parent, you know, Caillou's going away. So, there you go. I'm sure it'll live on in reruns. Uh, Taylor Swift's Folklore will go down in the books as the number one album of 2020. The Suicide Squad James Gunn confirms the film will be R-rated, as it should be. Yes, it should. Uh, Alabama Crimson Tide wide receiver Devontae Smith wins the Heisman Trophy, besting quarterbacks Alabama's Mac Jones, Clemson's Trevor Lawrence, and Florida's Kyle Trask. So congrats to him, and that was your Filippo Fast Five. Um, then on to the entertainment news. We'll jump from one NF, well, one college, uh, NCAA, to the NFL. Finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2021 was revealed last night. Um, it, it looks like we have some big names in here. Ready, uh, oh, no. Jared Allen, defensive end. He played for the Chiefs, the Vi- most notice, no, most notably the Vikings, the Chicago Bears, and closed out his career with the Carolina Panthers. Rondé Barber, uh, defensive back for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tony Baselli was a was a tight um, was a tackle, sorry, for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. Leroy Butler, safety for the Green Bay Packers. Alan Faneca for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Jets, and the Cardinals. Torrey Holt, uh, wide receiver for the St. Louis Rams and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, wide receiver of the Detroit Lions. Uh, John Lynch, uh, full safety, awesome, Uh, Buccaneer and a Denver Bronco. And the big name... Well, I'll say the big name for last year because there's quite a few. There's an impressive list. Now, are these nominees or are these inductees? Um, these ones, will, it says these 15 finalists will be presented uh, to the full 48 football Pro Football Hall of Fame selection committee. So they won't take them all, but, man, these uh, the finalist at least is impressive. Right. And I can see a lot of them. Um, 
Let's see who else is on here. Uh, Reggie Wayne, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Zach Thomas, linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, Dallas Cowboys. Richard Seymour of the New England Patriots, closed out his career with the Oakland Raiders. Sam Mills, New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers. Uh, Charles Woodson, I think he's a bona fide first rounder for sure. Uh, Oakland Raiders, Packers, and then back to the Raiders. And then the biggest name, a slam dunk, no doubt about it. There's no question in the world he's going to be a first round uh, ballot Hall of Famer. There's absolutely no way he doesn't go on to this. Peyton freaking Manning, Colts. <laughs> Broncos. Absolutely. No way. That's the headliner, the main event, the the everything. (laughs) There's just no way he's not. Um, So that's those are your finalists. So what's going to happen here is the finalists will be 18 in total, uh, which is going to include senior finalist Drew Pearson, contribution finalist Bill Nunn, and coach finalist Tom Flores. Though there is no set number for any class, the selection process bylaws provide that between four and eight new members will be selected. The class of 2021 will be revealed during NFL Honors on Saturday, February 6th. So, of course, uh, we'll have that on that Monday edition of the Phoenix Show. The Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2021 will be enshrined August 8th, 2021 in Canton, Ohio, during the week of festivities, which will include the rescheduled Hall of Fame game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys on on August 5th, the Gold Jacket Dinner on August 6th, and the Centennial Class of 2020 on August 7th. So it still will be the class from last year plus this year. And what's really big is last year, like uh, Mike Shanahan got in. Uh, so, and uh, Pat Bolin, I believe, was in. Yeah. So, we're going to have a lot of Broncos representation this year, which is good. There's not a whole lot of Broncos in there, surprisingly. But there will be now. There will be. And uh, just, you know, all great people, uh, players on here. So, what an awesome list. So, very exciting as we go into the end of the NFL season. Uh, once we get around the Super Bowl, then we'll know about that. So, Moving on from sports into uh, more entertainment news, we got to report some sad news. But, it, you know, there is some positive updates uh, after, which is going to be good. So a little spoiler there. Uh, but Dr. Dre is in intensive care at Cedars Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles after suffering a brain aneurysm. Dre, who is 55 years old, reported he suffered the aneurysm on Monday and is now in the ICU. TMZ reports that Dre is in stable and lucid Details of the condition are not known. The rapper and producer is going through a divorce from his estranged wife, Nicole Young, and is due for a hearing on Wednesday. That's not going to happen. happen. (laughs) Young filed for divorce in June 2020, citing irreconcilable differences. The couple married in 1996 and have two adult children together. As of 10 p.m. last night, LL Cool J gave an update on Dre's condition on Twitter, writing, Dre is recovering nicely. At 11 p.m., Dre Dre shared an update from the hospital on Instagram, writing, Thanks to my family, friends, and fans for their interests and well wishes. I'm doing great and getting excellent care from my medical team. I will be out of the hospital and back soon. Shout out to all the great medical professionals at Cedars. One love. So, fantastic update uh, of what could have been a really bad thing. And and aneurysms are no joke. Uh, I actually uh, lost someone I knew... um, just a couple of weeks ago, a young young gal I used to work with oh. at uh, age 37, mom of four, she passed away of a brain aneurysm. And, uh, you well, know. and the thing with a brain aneurysm is even if you survive it, you know, there could be some cognitive mm. uh, you know, problems. And it sounds like Dr. Dre's in uh, good spirits and, and 
you know, has it all together. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure he got top notch care. But, uh, you know, fantastic news uh, ending starts out sad. But we wish you well wishes, Dr. Dre from the Phoenix show. Um, in other news, we have Mr. Bean actor Rowan Atkinson um, looks forward to the end of the character. No, no offense. I didn't know Mr. Bean was still a thing. I didn't know he was still doing it either. But, but Mr. Bean actor has had enough of playing the silly iconic character. Atkinson opened up about his tenure in a role during an interview with UK outlet Radio Times, where he also touched on cancel culture. It seems like it might also be a factor in the actor's exhaustion from pressure. In fact, Atkinson says he does not have much fun playing the character at all anymore, and he's ready to put this part of his career behind him. I don't much enjoy playing him. The weight of the responsibility is not pleasant. I find it stressful and exhausting, and I look forward to the end of it. Um, Mr. Bean's been around since 1990. He had a series that ran from 90 to 95. The character would go on to have a couple of movies and an animated series is on the way. What? Yeah. Oh so, my God, who the hell cares? <laughs> right. Atkinson, the animated series and movies, the, the animated is a bit easier than the live action titles. Having an animated TV series, we're now in the foothills of developing an animated movie for Mr. Bean. It's easier to perform the character vocally than visually. Um, no offense uh, to Rowan Atkinson, like good on him. I never found Mr. Bean to be enjoyable, and I know there's there there. I have uh, some friends, obviously, that watch the show that are fans of Mr. Mm. Bean. I don't find him to be all that. I watched him as a kid, and I was just like that guy's kind of a geek. Well, some of the early Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean stuff was funny, but Misty Bean, Misty Bean, <laughs> Misty Bean, baby. <laughs> But didn't he like but, make weird noises and grunts? Well, I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't speak at all as Mr. Bing. He made noises and grunts, but if he's doing an animated, yeah, that's going to be the easiest job in the world. Yeah, he just made like weird facial expressions from what I remember. But I don't know. You tell us below if that was something you're going to miss. But I can, I get it. It's one thing you don't like the character, but that character made you a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. <laughs> all right, we got about minute and i've only got four birthdays so we'll do one more entertainment story then we'll that would work birthdays. so we know dexter's coming back it's being revived on showtime well clancy brown who just totally by the look of this guy he looks like a, a perfect fit for dexter well clancy um, brown i don't know if you're familiar with I, him but he uh I've seen him he's actually a huge voice actor so uh God, he, does everything. He does the voice of Mr. Krabs in uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, well, Mr. Krabs is going to be Dexter's big villain. So, Ooh. yeah, he's going to play Kurt Caldwell. Per the official description, Caldwell was born and raised in the town of Iron Lake. Yarrr, SpongeBob! <laughs> in fact, some consider him the unofficial mayor of their small town. He realized the American dream by going from driving big rigs, just like his father did, to now owning several trucks at a local truck stop. Powerful generous loved by everybody he's a true man of the people he's got your back consider if he's got your back consider yourself blessed but should you cross kurt or anyone that he cares for god help you um i could absolutely see this uh, seeing where that crappy ending in the woods uh -huh. uh, him having a cross paths like he just look at his picture i mean he has that fit like i could see him going toe to toe with uh Michael C. Hall's Dexter. He is a great villain. He was the bad guy in an HBO series called Carnival, probably mid-2000s, and uh, I think it only lasts for two seasons. But, uh, I mean, 
good, just I mean, creepy. Uh, and, and, and he's Captain Byron Had- Hadley in the Shawshank Redemption. He was, yeah. movie. So, yeah, good. This is going to be good. So I look forward to that coming out. But that is it for your entertainment news today. We'll dance on to the four birthdays. It's my <laughs> this weirdo who makes grunt noises for a living and makes funny face was also the voice of Zazu in The Lion King. He was also Johnny English, but more popular as Mr. Bean. <laughs> Ironically enough, Rowan Atkinson's birthday is today. Weird, okay. <laughs> That's weird, yeah. This boondock saint was kicking ass before being a badass zombie killer slayer as Daryl Dixon in The Walking Dead. Norman Reedus is 52. This former Ghostbuster and former Saturday Night Live, um, actually still currently on Saturday Night Live, and she was a part of the craptacular reboot, Kate McKinnon, 37. She was the only good part of the Ghost. Well, her and... Uh, Kristen Wiig. Well, Kristen Wiig was good, and so was uh, oh, Chris uh, Hemsworth. Chris, yeah, he was yeah. fantastic. See, I can say some nice things about that movie. <laughs> only a couple nice Only things. a couple. Uh, and this is the last birthday 2013 Heisman Trophy winning quarterback who was a freshman sensation at Florida State University leading the Seminoles to a BCS National Championship he was selected first overall in the 2015 draft by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now he's a third stringer for the playoff bound Saints Jameis Winston 27 happy birthday everybody or as Mr. Bean was (laughs) 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 folks that does it for the entertainment news when we come back we've got a segment called blockbuster no i'm sorry Whoa. we have words are hard randy S- savage Ooh. yeah skipping ahead folks don't go anywhere we'll be back after these messages after these messages we'll be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 6th. Now we're all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on YouTube Live or Facebook Live. Now if you want to get a hold of us on social, you can. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio of course with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now it is Wednesday and as we like to do on Wednesdays is explore the English language and some of the strange things to come out of it. It's time for Words Are Hard. <laughs> uh, any, it, it makes me laugh. It's even funnier in studio. Anytime a classic cartoon character uh, drops a uh, swear word, I'm always good with that. Absolutely. You have, now, I know we're about to get into that, but you, have you heard, I know I've asked you this before, but did you ever go listen to the Thundercats one where they yes. screwed up? And then he just he just lets it go. <sighs> it was great. That's so awesome. Hearing these classic characters just drop F-bombs and uh, so much fun. Oh, there's something just crazy fun about it. Well, in today's Words Are Hard, we're going to explore etymology. Etymology are the... Etymami? <laughs> etymami. Not quite. <laughs> Even though you did have Chinese yesterday. Close uh, no, to, I don't know yeah. if that was Chinese, man. 
<laughs> that was called the gurgle. It, it was food that gave you the gurgle murgles. Right. <laughs> and, and in weird Tony Jomble, that means a hurt stomach that gives you a lot of gas aronies. And it just. <laughs> hey, not not as bad as 7 uh, Eleven uh, taquitos. So. <laughs> no, no, it's bad. Like, I was trying to sneak, uh, not sneak in the house. What am I, a freaking high school kid? <laughs> yeah, sneaking in the house last night, you know. I'm trying to be all quiet, creeping up the stairs, you know. Chris and his fiance Jesse are sleeping, creeping up. I'm like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> just crop dust in the room. Oh, dude, dude, but it was just, and it's so quiet. It's like echoey. Dogs all. <laughs> Uh, but we digress. Gurgly murglies. We're not talking edamame. We're talking etymology. <laughs> the beginning of words, how words came to be. But, uh, you know, it, it's weird. Every year, the dictionary adds new words that come into, you know, the the zeitgeist, I guess, would be the Take best it. word for it. Don't you use <laughs> Whoa. <super sorry. laughs> That's like a boom mic. You, like, hit your elbow. Kaboom. Boom, boom, boom. It's a kaboom mic. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to talk with my hands too much. So in any case, let's go ahead and start out with the first word, sarcasm, which uh, Tony is... Uh, nah, nah, I don't know what you're talking quite about. Quite good at. Yeah. Well, if you've ever been torn apart by sarcastic comments, then you have experienced the origin of the word. It can be traced back to the Greek word for sarkeesian, which means to tear flesh. So uh, when you're being sarcastic, you are figuratively tearing people's flesh, which, uh, you know, depending on how sarcastic you are, uh, could be true. Some people just can't pull it off, though. What? And it's hard to be sarcastic in text, too, which I think uh, emojis help quite a bit. Emojis help really good because you can't uh, decipher sometimes, you know. Sometimes if somebody's just super sarcastic or such a smartass, unless you you know them and you get the vibe, it doesn't really work well. Yeah, and they confuse a lot of people when they do that because uh, mm-hmm. people think that they're being genuine and, and uh, yeah. Well, let's move on with a words are hard. What about the word girl, Tony? Any idea where that comes from? Girl. I love girls. Um, <laughs> no, I really don't. Of legal age. Uh, the true origins... Well, yeah, well, yeah of course. <laughs> the true origins of the word remains uncertain, but it's said to be related to gore, a low German word that means child. The early usage of the word was for kids of both sexes, basically going to show that until recently, you know, girls were, you know, sort of second-class citizens. So, you know, just a small child, didn't matter what sex, but uh, in this case, girl, that's where that word comes from. Okay. Well, I'm glad they just stuck with girl. Yeah. Otherwise, could you, well, like, what if, if you would have called it gore, right? Like, could you imagine the Motley Crue song? Gore, gore, girls. <laughs> I guess it still turns into girls. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. Yeah. Let's, ah! mo- let's move on with words are hard. Shut up, this one's interesting. Uh, any idea where the word hazard comes from? Um, from hazmat? Not quite. The etymology of the word lies in the Arabic word al-Zahar. I would not have guessed that. Which actually means dice. During the Crusades, it took on a negative connotation as games with dice were associated with gambling. Dun, no. dun, dun. Actually, I do have that sound oh, effect around uh, here, don't I? That's a good one. I, yeah. <laughs> Not the dice, 
Please be the, the eight-sided dice with some duckies in the middle. <laughs> no, I think they were playing a, a wicked game of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. It's funny. I had a conversation with uh, Stacy last night about Dungeons and Dragons. Did she really, really? Yeah, she really does. She, uh, she got her guide these, uh, the, some special dice with some ducks in it. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, it's funny is, <clears throat> you know, Dungeons and Dragons was basically before our time and sort of after our time. You know, we grew up in the era of uh, like magic cards and things like that. Right. But, uh, you know, I think if it was around when we were growing up, we probably would have played it. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's so weird how like I had this conversation with her last night. Uh, we were talking uh, how her guy's into D&D. And I said, well, you know, a lot of a lot of people are. And it's uh, not something we grew up with. And it's exactly like you just said. It was magic cards and things like that. Um, there's a lot of a lot of like big name celebrities that get together and have uh, Dungeons and Dragons night. Like Joe Manganiello. Mm-hmm. He's huge, you know. and Literally know. and figuratively. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. But it's one of those things. I think uh, you know, since we're so geeky and nerdy, I th- and and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I think we would have played it, and uh, a lot of uh, my friends. I was telling her I have this buddy Josh, who's like this just built burly guy. Like you would look at him, and you would like you wouldn't look at him and say Dungeons and Dragons dude, but he's hardcore. Well, it's funny because we grew up in an era where geeky and nerdy was not popular. No. Now it is. And of course, uh, you know, obviously we're reaping the benefits of that with, you know, all the MCU and, and you know, we're seeing all the things we loved as a kid come to uh, light in TV and movies and, and so on. Yeah. And you can see a lot of that stuff coming back nowadays. It's, it's really, it's neat and it's just, it's strange, but... It's awesome. It's fun. It's so many things. Like it makes me like wish I had a kid, you know, so where you like you got your boys and they get to see stuff that you grew up on and it's just cool. Like even though I don't have kids but I have nephews, it's really cool to see things that like my mom used to tell me when I was younger, like, Oh, when I was a kid there's this and I'm like, No, this wasn't this is new. (laughs) Exactly. But it is really cool. So But we digress. We're talking geeky, nerdy stuff, and oh, which you know we do a, a separate podcast called the Proton Pack, which you guys are more than welcome to check out. It is all about geeky, nerdy sort of oh. stuff. But we are talking a different sort of geeky, etymology. Etymology. Yeah, we're no. talking etymology. Etymology. How about the word disaster, Tony? Any idea where that comes from? Oh, somebody like they ate at King Buffet and then they, they, there was some magic in their pants that, that was left behind. <laughs> Actually, you are dead on the nose. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, there it goes. And for the record, that didn't happen to me. Like, I just <laughs> used that as a joke. Like Somebody somebody pooped their pants. They're like, wow, what a disaster. <laughs> well, uh, the word disaster, so dis means bad and aster means star. The word comes from the Greeks who blamed unfavorable conditions on the stars and planetary movements. Um, and speaking of King Buffet, did you have a planetary movement? <laughs> no, that comes at uh, comes at a special hour of every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, folks, that does it for Words Are Hard. <laughs> folks, when we come back, now we've got the segment Blockbuster Secrets. Blockbuster, be kind, rewind. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get 
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 6th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the shows, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. I'm telling you, words are hard today. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this segment, I wanted to talk about blockbuster secrets. Uh, Tony and I are both big movie guys. Mm -hmm. In high school, I worked uh, as a supervisor at the movie theaters. I also uh, joined Tony at Hollywood Video when uh, that was still a thing. And uh, while neither of us actually worked at Blockbuster, we both did work at Hollywood Video, which is yeah. essentially the same thing. Essentially. And I got to work for mom, pop, local, uh, local northern Nevada video maniacs. And Video Maniacs was fun, you know. Oh, but, video uh, Maniacs, to, to this day, probably one of the best jobs I ever had. It was stupid fun. Just and I'm still friends with that with a handful of of the crew to this day. Like Video Maniacs was rad. Yeah, I mean, there's stories for days that come out of uh, things that happened Hi, in Chris. back rooms, Hi. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, in any case, I'm going to be running down uh, basically secrets from former Blockbuster employees. Ooh. Run them by Tony. I'm see, excited. I'm excited. Yeah, see how they uh, relate to Video Maniacs or Hollywood Video. And uh, yeah, you know, just sort of reminisce a little bit. So uh, here we go. Let's go. Ho- uh, blah, blah. I'm telling you, words are hard. Words today, are hard. Words are hard. Tripping all over myself. <laughs> but let's start with our first blockbuster secret. <laughs> all right. Uh, this from Star Gen 1 says, Common fact. The movies were due at noon. You didn't actually get charged a fee until after 3 p.m. They did, they did this to make sure folks didn't get charged just because the store was busy at lunch or someone forgot to check the box at noon. So as long as you were in by 2.30, you were fine. Yeah, Video Maniacs was pretty similar to that. Um, if it was, you always said it was due by noon, um, <clears throat> but it was really if it just wasn't back that day. I think they had that. Hollywood, however, I'm not 100% sure I remember. I think they were more sticklers on their I on think their so, lathes. too. Yeah, they were kind of, I think you had to really have it in by that time, or it legit was, um, I think, like, a, what was it? A, it was, I think it was the same charge as a rental. Like, I think Video Maniacs was just like a dollar late fee, mm-hmm. um, whereas Hollywood... They just um, charge you for another day. They just charge you for another day for it, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you happen to know the people who work there, maybe you were a cute girl and you needed uh, a couple late fees to disappear. Well, we were the guys to help you with that. So. Yeah, I, I did that for many gals. Like, I used to wipe out late fees for a lot like, friends. And, uh, and it's okay. I don't work for them anymore, so I really don't care. They don't exist. But, yeah, I'd wipe, I'd wipe out the fees, especially, like, being a high school kid. Like, if you did that for, like, the cute girls, especially the popular ones. Uh-huh. Oh, man, they remembered who you were. Oh, totally. Let's move on with more blockbuster secrets. <laughs> this from ZWood320, and actually, I believe it's probably the source of where my useless knowledge of uh, just pop culture comes from, says there were 
always customers looking for a movie that they forgot the title of, but made you guess the movie based on their super vague descriptions of it. You know, is the movie with the guy who was in that other thing and that girl, and they go to the yeah. place. You know the one I'm talking about, yeah. right? There was a dog in it, too. <laughs> oh, it was uh, John Wick. Yeah, that's it. You know, and got very good at uh, guessing what people were trying to uh, figure out. And uh, like I said, I think that's probably where most of that ended up coming from. That makes sense. Not only that, but we would go to Denny's afterwards and do uh, six degrees of separation between the most obscure actors yeah, we could find. Yeah, and you can literally, that still works today, you can link any actor to the most obscure person. Like, you literally could say, okay, link me uh, Hulk Hogan to, um, uh, we'll say, uh, you know, off the top of my head, but Chris Hemsworth, you know. And actually, we're going to do on Monday a uh, trivia contest with our friends over at Saturday Morning Rewind. Tim Nidell, obviously good friend of the show. Hey guys, it's Tim. We miss you, Tim. That might be a good category to do is uh, give the other team a, you know, two actors and they have six degrees of separation to connect them. And We're we're, we're workshopping things here live on the radio. But in any case, let's go ahead and uh, move on with Blockbuster Secrets. Here's one that happened all the time. This from Movie J says, there were always people who returned the wrong VHS inside the box. Many times it would be a porn tape instead of some Disney classic. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason, always check the box before bringing it back in. Because if you checked it back in, put it on the shelf, and somebody wanted to uh, rent The Little Mermaid, got it home, popped it in. Well, they got something uh, quite different. Well, in all fairness, the the Little Mermaid case back in our day had a, a little special friend hiding in the castle. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that did happen. And, you know, to, I'm sure this didn't happen as often at Blockbuster because they didn't have the adult rooms. Video Maniacs, excuse me, did. And there was, oh, I was just telling the story to someone the other day, ironically, but it was so gross. Sometimes you'd get a uh, VHS tape back, and there was greasy handprints on there. Now, as a <laughs> as a kid, you're like, "Why is it greasy? Like, why is there hand?" When you get older, you're like, "Oh, oh, oh, gotcha." Yeah, you, you kind of put together what was going on. Maybe not as an adult, like, but after after working there for a while, I understood it why the older crowd got so mad. Well. That actually brings us to our next one. This from Sailor Mars FTW says, I worked at family video that catered to the whole family, meaning we had a back room. Had quite a few elderly male customers who frequented that area. My favorite was a sweater vest wearing old man who came in nearly every day, checked out at least two videos and always had hard candy for all of us on shift. I appreciated the gesture, gesture, but the moment he left the parking lot, that candy went into the trash, probably for good reason. Yeah, it just there were, that was unfortunate. Like with us having the back room, it brought out the grossest and weirdest people like in the world. Like I'm not saying if you watch it you're gross or anything like that. Like <laughs> No. No, people watch it. That's it's all good. But what I'm saying is like literally the as my mom would call them the ferverts of the world would legit come out. And you know, and when you're a girl, especially a young girl at a video store, you know, guys are guys are gross. You know, with that, like the older crowd, they mm-hmm. all think, "Hey, sweetie," it's like, it ain't cute. No, no. no. <laughs> so I, can, I definitely relate to. Yeah, I've seen that firsthand. Some sick people, man. <laughs> well, let's move on to something a little more wholesome. <laughs> This from KFerris198 says, When the store closed down, we had to do the work of packing everything up. 
We sent the DVDs to other stores, but we tossed VHS tapes into a big dumpster. When my brother found that out, he went there at midnight and jumped in to grab as many as he could. And we had the uh, privilege of working there when they did that transition from VHS to DVDs and can very much relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we also, you know, as good as I was there during the transition of Video Maniacs to Hollywood Video. And what happened was every, you know, Hollywood had their own library. It's not like they took the existing um, Video Maniac stuff, you know. So when people would return their movies finally late or they drop them off, you'd be getting Video Maniac movies. And at the end, you know, it was one of those where management was like, well, if you got Video Maniac stuff, you guys can dibs, whatever, because it's just going to get tossed. And I'm talking video games, too. Like, yeah. they used to return video games from Video Maniacs after we were Hollywood, and it wasn't Hollywood's inventory. So, you know, we were allowed to free take those. So that was pretty cool. That's pretty um, Dumpster dumpster tossing, they didn't do at ours. I think it was... Uh, they tried selling them. Yeah. But uh, they didn't move very fast after DVDs came no, out. No, that was tough. Yeah, we were in that transition where DVDs were like, oh, my God. And I still have no hate for DVDs. I think DVDs are they're fine but now in the high definition world it, i am a little on the snobby side with blu-ray and, <laughs> and, and luckily they didn't take up as much space no in it was great that they were a disc yeah. like yeah and and there was no more rewinding because the rewinding how annoying no one rewinded their movies and we had all these rewinding machines you have to sit there every time you check in a movie put it in the rewinder put it down yeah. Speaking of rewinding, <laughs> this from Marian Anslow says, we kept notes on every customer's account. You'd give us your card and there was your rental history and things we'd type about your visit if necessary. So if you came in begging to have a late fee dropped, we'd have notes on how many times we'd done this for you before, what excuse you used and your demeanor. If you didn't do it too often, we were polite about it. We would usually help you out. Now, I don't remember if uh, Hollywood Video had notes that you could put on there it did it, it wasn't it was like video maniacs they both had them um i hollywood was a little more strict though you couldn't actually you had to get if you wanted to delete a late fee you always had to get like a manager or supervisor approval you couldn't just do it whereas at video maniacs you could just wipe it it was no biggie luckily i ended up being a a manager at hollywood video which I still to this day don't know why they promoted a kid to be a manager. <laughs> He's in high school. Like that's it's a lot of responsibility, you know. Especially getting all your buddies hired and stuff. Right. But yeah. But chaos yeah. and debauchery, man. It's fun. Ch- cheap managers. That's yeah, really yeah, what absolutely. It was. Yeah. But yeah, there was one of those things. You would note the account though. Exactly. Yeah. And then finally, it's not on the list here, but one of my favorite things that always happened was uh, you would get the people who would accidentally. Uh, Leave the VHS in the car a little too long, oh, and you no. got the weird yes. warped ones, yep. and they'd have to try to explain it away. Uh, yeah, always so much fun to see those melted VHS oh, I tapes. I love the video stores. I wish they'd come back. <laughs> they were great. Well, folks, that does it for the first hour. We still have plenty ahead with our second hour to come. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy the news. Take a potty break, and we'll see you guys in about seven minutes. Seven. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. 
Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 6th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host with a fresh cup of tea, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing? Doing great, man. Uh, thanks for the tea. It is refreshing on the throat. It soothes. It feels great. And uh, ready for hour two, the fast hour. Right? This, is the, this is the downhill slope, right? This exactly. got to the top of the hill now. It's the... <laughs> now, in yesterday's show, we did a retrospective of 2020. Didn't have any call-in topics or interactive portion of the show, but uh, alas, we do today. And in fact, uh, this is the interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys to call in 24 hours in advance at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-336-4973. Or you can comment right now on our live Facebook video just by going to facebook.com forward slash Christian phoenix radio click the live video comment there in the comment section topic of the day new year's resolutions tony new year's resolutions is it something you subscribe to is it something that you have planned out for 2021 where do you stand on it i just give give yourself some personal goals i mean like i I don't i'm not an addict so i'm not hooked on like cigarettes drugs alcohol anything like that so i can't say i'm gonna drink less from and i'm already a guy that works out so i can't say i'm gonna work out yeah where do you go from there yeah no and and i don't mean to sound pretentious when i say any of that that's just those just things i don't do or i do do (laughs) you said do do do. (laughs) yeah it's coming i stepped into that one we're juveniles here poop um, I pooped my pants. <laughs> you know, this year I really want to focus on on making the most out of time. You know, you, you always got to remember in the back of your head that you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So you know, make sure you enjoy every day and you don't want to get too caught up in things. Um, one of my big goals is to to let a lot of stuff go, like especially with work. Um, while I, you know, I love my job, my job comes with a lot of stress sometimes. And I need to remember at the end of the day, you know, do the best you can do and uh, just leave it out there and then uh, figure out where you uh, want to go. So I just give myself goals, like wh- what I want to do be. Now, I, one big thing I want to get back to doing is the old traveling. Everyone always says, oh, you're on vacation, you're on vacation. Not really. Like, yeah, I go on vacations and trips, but everyone's like, oh, again? Well, <laughs> yeah. And I want to make sure I do that as much as possible this year. So um, one goal I give myself every year is new destinations. So uh, Very cool. Don't know where I'll go this year. Um, well, and hopefully it'll be a little bit easier to travel. Uh, you know, obviously the vaccine is on the horizon. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, you know, it'll be a little less cooped up than uh, 2020 was. Yeah, and if I don't do anything the rest of 2021, I did start the new year up at Rocky Mountain National Park, somewhere I had never been, surprisingly enough. I went on that beautiful hike up the mountain with some friends, and uh, it was it was gorgeous. I, I'd like to do more of those things, too. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So in summary, your uh, New Year's resolution is to be more like Anna and Elsa from Frozen and just let it go. Let it go. And travel. Travel, yeah. <laughs> Great Scott, Marty! Now, for me, 
me, I don't really subscribe to New Year's resolutions just because, you know, time, uh, the calendar, as soon as it switches over from 2020 to 2021, there's nothing magical that happens in the universe that changes things for the better or the worse or whatever it may be. But at the same time, you know, in that period of time between pretty much Halloween and New Year's, there's a lot of eating going on. You know, there's uh, people are baking stuff. There's, you know, you've got Thanksgiving feasts, Christmas feasts, uh, family coming to town, going out to dinner, all of that. And, uh, you know, it's easy to pack on a few extra pounds. Um, luckily, that really wasn't the case this year. But uh, for me, I, I just want to strive to uh, get in some better health. Not so much for, uh, you know, appearance purposes, but more for uh, my fibro. You know, I've got fibromyalgia, and uh, whenever I carry a few extra pounds, well, it makes my body hurt that much more. And so uh, by shaving those off and uh, obviously doing yoga every morning as I do, uh, you know, it helps keep the pain at bay. That's a good goal, man. It's uh, good to strive for that. You you definitely want to feel good, you know, and uh, the I know we're still young, but at the same time, as we get older, things hurt a little bit longer. And, I, and from what everyone says, it just gets worse and worse. Everyone that's like in their mid 40s to 50s, they're like, yeah, just wait, you're still young. <laughs> and then they tell me to shut up when I'm just bitching about like, oh, that hurts. Right, yeah. right. Well, you know, it's it comes with getting older, but unfortunately I've had the, you know, the pain receptors of an old man since I was, you know, diagnosed with fibro at 22, I want to say. So uh, I've been dealing with uh, pain for a long time, but, you know, it's, it's managed, it's under control. I just want to maintain that. And then professionally, I want to see Phoenix Media just explode. You know, it's uh, we're headed in the right direction. We got six shows uh, under the banner right now, looking to add more, more advertisers, more sponsors, and uh, really get Phoenix Media to a point where it's uh, breaking new ground, uh, even more so than we're already doing, given the business model that's uh, in place. Nobody else is really doing it. So uh, exciting things ahead for Phoenix Media, the Christian Phoenix radio show. But nonetheless, this is the point where we want to hear from you guys. Go ahead and head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix radio. Click into the live video, comment there with your New Year's resolutions. And when we come back, it is all about you guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 6th. We are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys about our topic of the day. Just head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Click into the live video and comment there with your New Year's resolutions. Now, Tony and I talked about ours before the break. But of course, we want to hear from you guys. I know that uh, super fan, super Phoenix fan, Lacey chimed in. Tony, what did she have to say about her New Year's resolution? So Lacey, all the way from Nebraska, hi. Thanks for tuning in. She has. Uh, she said Michael doesn't uh, uh, doesn't make resolutions. Him, so, but his is just to spoil his wife. 
I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> so uh, so Lacey's New Year's resolution is to make the most of the time that she has with her kids because they are kids. She wants to soak it in and enjoy Anders and Annabella. And she wants to make every moment count with Michael. I think that's great. That's, that's exactly kind of how I feel. Uh, with living life to the fullest and you got to enjoy the moments that's you gotta you might not have tomorrow but especially i'm not a father but you know having watched my friends have kids and being an uncle um they grow fast oh my god they grow so fast like that's not even like a thing right like everyone's like oh well it goes fast but i mean i still feel like yesterday my nephews uh eric and cullen were were just little kids and now they tower over uncle tone and you know eric's 18 cullen's you know 15 it's just it's crazy to me they're both in high school it's nuts no it's funny that you say that because uh you know i had the boys up over the winter break and uh you know i'm six foot i'm not used to a lot of people towering over me but uh corbin my oldest who's 11 is only about six inches shorter than me at this point and uh by the time he gets to be 15, 16, he will be taller than me, and that's going to be just a weird, weird feeling. No, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I can't relate because everybody passes me up at some point. Like, I'm used to the kids passing me up. I, I can only imagine where what, I you're stack not seven up. foot one? Yeah, I, I can't imagine uh, stacking up next to, to Corb, man. Like, uh, it's just, it's crazy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to make those uh, count. So, great resolutions, Lacey. And as always, thank you so much for chiming in and giving us your input. We always love having you guys watch, listen, support. So, thank exactly. you very much. And Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year. Now, I'm going to run down some of the more ridiculous New Year's resolutions that people may or may not have. But uh, feel free to chime in at any point with your New Year's resolution. Again, on the comment section of our live video. But uh, starting off with this first one, which I think most people need to stop doing, is uh, stop doom scrolling on Twitter or scrolling through Facebook and comparing yourself to somebody else that you may know from afar. It's not healthy. It's not uh, something that's good to do. And of course, on Twitter, you know, you get uh, the radical aspects of whatever side of the conversation is going on. And all it can do is just cause depression. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to remember, like, just because people post stuff on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just because they're sharing some, like, maybe happy points in their life or, you know, their uh, self, um, you know, success, whether it's a weight loss goal or whatever it may be, like, that's their life. You you know, celebrate your stuff and share, you know, because just because they post a lot of great things doesn't mean that they're not struggling and they have things that they're not proud of and disappointed in because it does create just it makes you feel bad down like oh well they have everything they have that right. it's like well you don't know really just because they posted up there that's the positive they're just sharing the positive stuff you know and that's exactly it you know from the outside looking in things can look wonderful and great and happy but uh behind closed doors maybe not quite the case now with this next one uh, kind of goes back to what most people's new year's resolutions are you know join the gym lose weight feel better well, this one actually sort of takes the opposite side of that same coin. It says, live my best life and buy only pants with no buttons or zippers. So leggings, sweatpants, obviously, uh, you know, being happy with who you are and uh, happy within your own body. Now, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it's not good to go out and get healthy and, and, and uh, um, you know, do something good for your body. But at the same time, don't make it identify you. 
Right. It's one of those things you just, again, you know, it's great to have those, but the obsessions and all that stuff, it's, that's just not great. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, this goes right along those lines, which a lot of people do. It says, uh, go vegan for six months and inevitably give up because uh, that's just not maintainable. I mean, there are people out there who are staunch vegans. Good for you, but uh, at the same time, for most of us, it's, it's not a realistic goal. No, absolutely. And this and this is not taking a dig at, at anybody, but there was a gal I dated, and that was her big resolution. I'm proud of her. She stuck with it uh, the whole year, but she was very much like, I'm not going to eat meat this year. And she went the whole year and didn't eat meat. I mean, she had a couple of occasions where she was okay, like if it was a vacation, she went to somebody's house and they made it, whatever. Um but that was one of the things inevitably she just went back to meet anyways and that was the thing and yeah you know good on her that she tried it but it was very much she was like i'm not cussing and i'm not that it's like well that's great like maybe just say i'm going to cut less or i'm going to intake that less right right ease into it don't uh you know take the hard line uh, right out of the gate because that makes it harder to uh actually follow through with yeah exactly now here's one that is perfect coming out of 2020 Relearn social cues after a year at home. I think a lot of people need to do that because uh, it is strange going out into the world amongst people where, uh, you know, I I don't think I've worn normal pants on a regular basis uh, for quite a while. You know, I obviously look nice from the uh, top up, but, you know, I wear my sweatpants and now I find myself going out in my sweatpants, which I would never do before. Probably not the best in social cues, but, uh, you know, as society returns back to normal, uh, hopefully everybody's social cues do as well. Yeah, one of the big things, too, is it's all just being, most people are working from home, uh, they're doing the Zoom calls and things like that. Like, it's, it's just whatever makes you comfortable. You want to look somewhat presentable at the same time, but, you know, it's okay, like, you know, I working at Costco, you obviously can't do the sweatpants game. Right. But, you know, for the radio show, it ain't bad. It ain't a bad thing. That's exactly. Sure. Here's one that uh, falls into what you were talking about. Uh, take more days off. You know what? It, obviously, working. Don't from, mind if I do. Yeah. You know, when you do work from home, uh, it's been nice. You don't have to go into the office every day. But I find that uh, you know, my fiance who has been working from home ends up working more hours than when she's actually out and, and doing things for her business. People are doing that. You know, they're, they're at home, so they're working more. Take some days off. Give some time to yourself. Yeah, as you should. I try to tell a lot of people this. You get in the uh, management world or just work in general. If it stresses you out, it's good to decompress. It's good to take time away because you do get burned out. You're human. Right. <laughs> go recharge, you know. All right, let's move on. Let's see. Uh, boy, there's a lot on here, but, uh, you know, not not some great ones. Um, here's a funny one. Come to terms with the fact that John Mayer is in his 40s. Of course, you know, when we were in college, John Mayer was big, and we're going to be in our 40s here soon, too. And so it's weird watching these people that you thought forever were in their, you know, 20s, and not so much. Yeah, it, it is definitely strange. Like, uh, I was... What is it? Netflix popped up the other day and it had uh, the cast at Dawson's Creek. You know, Dawson's Creek's on Netflix after I finished Cobra Kai. That's that's the show that popped up, like, suggestions to watch. And, and seeing a young Katie Holmes, who I just, in high school, was like, 
oh my god, Katie Holmes, you know. <laughs> right. And and then when you're looking at, it, I'm like, holy cow, Josh Joshua Jackson, James Vanderbeek, uh, Michelle Williams, and uh, and um, Katie Holmes were all so young in this thing. And, and I'm not saying that they don't look young now, but they're all well into their mid 40s and stuff at this point. And it's just it's just crazy to me, like how young they looked, and that was high school. So it's like, you know, whoo. You know, do, do do we look that old, like, to some people now? I don't know. You know, everybody sees what they want to see, I guess. Right, right. I, I'd like to think that we don't look that old. But I don't think so. Who knows? You know, uh, <laughs> Stacy and I discussed that yesterday, too. It was uh, one of those, like, some people we that we know that we went to school with. Some look fantastically young. Some not so much. And meth will do that to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good one. It says, follow Gina Linetti's advice. Gina Linetti is a character from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And turn my tweets into a book. If you look at that on the bigger side of things, do something creative. You know, uh, nothing says that you have to follow the normal nine to five, especially if you're stuck at home. You know, do your nine to five job, but do something outside of the norm. Start a podcast, you know, write a book. Do, do something that's uh, just going to be a little bit different this year. Yeah, you know, definitely go out and uh, put yourself out there. Like this, starting the radio show, we're doing this. Like for me, one of the big things last year was, um, even though we've done the podcast for like two years now, one of the biggest awkwardness for me was being in front of a camera. It's uh, I could talk all day and be silly and weird, but uh, looking at a camera or into a camera was a little strange. Now it's not so strange for me anymore. It's... Uh, it's quite easy to do now. It's pretty, it's pretty easy to just look in the camera and talk to you. Well, and that brings up a good point. You know, do something that's outside of your comfort zone. You know, it's it's one thing to just sort of follow along the same things you've done over and over and over again. But, uh, you know, if you do something outside of your comfort zone, you might surprise yourself. Yeah, it's crazy what you can do. And then it's, it's rewarding and shocking. Like when people like uh, when they quote um, the show or they say, oh, I like that segment where you talked about this. I'm like, oh cool they listened yeah. and then it kind of trips me out like i'm like oh that's yeah different yeah. like uh my sister uh sister-in-law her dad we went fishing last year and the thing that caught me off guard we we're fly fishing and he's like oh you're tony huh and he goes you're on that show and he goes christian with the k phoenix mm-hmm. with an f radio with an r like he used your catchphrase and <laughs> standing in a lake in wyoming and uh, hearing that was it was pretty damn cool that's so, always awesome yeah and then finally, with New Year's resolutions, this one just makes sense. Regardless of what time it is, time of the year it is, keep kicking ass and taking names because detailed record keeping is important. So, uh, yeah, Tony, we're going to continue kicking ass, taking names, but not before this segment ends. Folks, we're headed to a commercial. When we come back, we have a segment called, well, that's important. Or sorry, that's unexpected. <laughs> Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 6th. 
Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topics of the day. Tomorrow's call-in topic is Zoom Horror Stories. Could be Zoom, could be Skype, could be whatever your video conferencing platform of choice is. But we all have, if we use it, those little horror stories, weird things that have happened, and we would love for you to share. Now, the Phoenix line is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. You know how it works. It's a voicemail. You leave a message after the beep. No human interaction at all. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this show, in this segment, wanted to uh, run down... uh, Something that I titled, well, that's unexpected. There are so many people on social media that are so clever, so smart. And uh, there's a list of 40 texts or 40 posts where uh, the post takes a unexpected right turn or left turn, depending on which way you're looking. But uh, just fun reading through these and, and getting a good chuckle. Hopefully you guys will share in that chuckle as well. For instance, this from Twitter user Jonathan Kaplan, who says, just learned that a dentist a block away from here was arrested for dealing drugs. Shows you how wrong you can be about people. I had been going to him for over 10 years. Never knew he was a dentist. Hmm. <laughs> Apparently uh, he was his drug hookup. Whoa. <laughs> Here's one that uh, being in dog rescue uh, definitely hits home. This from Twitter user Andy Matthews says, Oh, so when other people call their pets fur babies, it's fine. But when I call a kid a skin dog, somehow I'm disgusting and the worst pediatrician in this hospital. (laughs) 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 I'm going to start calling my kids skin dog. Yo, skin dog, get over here. What are you talking about, Dad? You're a weirdo. It's true. People call uh, fur, you know, their dogs fur babies. They do. So they why really not? do, yeah. That's my kid. That's my little fur baby. <laughs> oh, speaking of dogs, this from uh, Twitter user Alec says, This guy got on the bus and just stared at me and Lula Bell on my lap for a solid 30 seconds, then goes, Are you allowed to have dogs on the bus? And I just shrug. Then he pulls a chihuahua out of nowhere. Well, yeah, it had to be somewhere, but... Uh, <laughs> was it like, uh, you know, like in New York where they have the big jackets? They're like, hey, I got this, I got that. Oogie, what a chihuahua. His name is Woofers. And Woofers is oh, he's my uh, emotional support dog. Uh, <laughs> you want a chihuahua? You want a Sharpay? I'll bite you, though. I got a Doberman. <laughs> All right, let's move on with... Well, that's unexpected. This from Twitter user Joe Heenan says, 10 years ago today, I married my best friend. My wife's still really angry about it, but me and Dave were drunk and thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Tony, I know what we're doing after the show. Oh, yeah, bubble. (laughs) Uh, This one goes into the category of wonderful advertising. Again, people who are so smart. And especially this time of year, we were just talking about New Year's resolutions, where you have the side-by-side body Photos, And, of course, you've got uh, one with a picture of a guy who's frumpy and a little overweight. And then right next to it is the picture of the same guy who's ripped. At the top, it says, no pills, no exercise, and only one month, you can do it too. Of course, at the bottom, it reveals what it actually is. Photoshop courses, the best tool to change your body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Brilliant. In the world of filters, I don't know if you have to Photoshop as much anymore, but you never know. Right. 
<laughs> well, the filters do it for you in real time, which is can yeah. be kind of scary. And of course, uh, we, we know a few. Yeah. And if you're on the dating apps, it can be oh, quite dude, deceiving. It, it's terrible. Uh, in the dating world anymore, that's what it is. Like you have to do uh, meetups because you just don't know. Exactly. Moving on, well, with, well, that's unexpected. This from Twitter user Flanny or Flawny. <laughs> My nephew just said to me, is wind made from birds flapping their wings? He's so adorable, isn't he? Wrong. My nephew is 24 and addicted to heroin. Whoa. Hey, well, that was a, uh, a valid question, you know, especially if you are in that state of mind. Yeah. Yikes, that took a dark turn. <laughs> that was definitely, like, legit, that was unexpected. Speaking of dark turns. Oh, yeah. goo This next one, if you do have little kids listening, I would recommend earmuffs or just skipping ahead about 30 seconds. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Ten-year-old girl asks her mom, Mom, how was I born? The mother smiles and replies, Once upon a time, me and your daddy had a wonderful time, so we decided to plant a little seed. Daddy put it in the earth, and I took very good care of it every single day. <laughs> After a while, the seed started to grow more and more leaves, and in a few months, the seed turned into a beautiful plant, uh, beautiful and healthy plant. So we took the plant, dried it, smoked it, and then we got so high that we effed without a condom. That's what uh, we're exploring right now. Well, that was unexpected. When you plant the seeds in the earth, the baby is born. Baby (laughs) is born. Let's move on to something a little more wholesome. This from Twitter user Pakalu Papito. That's a hell of a name. Yeah, that was insanely and of course we've all been in this position before says uh, don't you hate it when you offer help and the other person says yes (laughs) (laughs) you know sometimes you do it out of pure common courtesy knowing that the people like no 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 i'm I'm good i'm fine but every once in a while they're like yeah i could get some help with that you're like oh damn it All right, uh, moving on. Yeah, that one was dumb. Let's do uh, this one, which I think happened for uh, a lot of uh, you know people in uh, uh, the gay community. And of course, we don't judge whatsoever. But it says, uh, oh, Twitter user Elijah Daniel says, being gay isn't a choice. I was straight until 2005 when I was forced into homosexuality by Chris Evans wearing just a towel in Fantastic Four. I got to say, Chris Evans is a good looking dude, so uh, I could see where that would happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on with, well, that's unexpected. This from Twitter user KB says, my stepdad told me it was pointless to apply to med school because I was, quote, too stupid to be a doctor. Well, eight years later, and one of us is an unemployed loser with a drinking problem, and the other is making six figures and going to Hawaii this weekend to renew his wedding vows with my mom. apparently he was too stupid to be a doctor oh wow stupid is stupid does sir (laughs) ah this one's great this from twitter user mark hebden says i have a friend who lives just outside of chernobyl in the ukraine he watched that drama and said he counted nine historical inaccuracies on one hand Oh, what, what was the fish in uh, Simpsons? Blinky? Blinky, yeah. The three-eyed uh, fish there from all the uh, the power plant. Being oh, right yeah. There. yeah. A little Chernobyl action. All right, let's move on with, well, that's unexpected. This from Twitter user Saint Jossiel 
says, I remember when I was when I was a kid, I could go to the store with one dollar and come home with three bags of chips, two candy bars, six packs of Starburst, and a cold drink. Nowadays, they got cameras everywhere. <laughs> he wasn't quite paying for them, so. right? <laughs> All right, uh, this from Dustin Couch says, uh, Dustin Couch, what a name! There's dust in the couch, Dustin Couch. <laughs> Doctor, you need to eat healthy. Me, no. Doctor, the last patient who didn't change their diet after I suggested it died. Me, oh my goodness. Doctor, in a plane crash. Me, well, that sounds unrelated. Doctor, I'm the one that crashed it. Do not disobey me. <laughs> hey. Yowzas. Listen to your doctor's orders. Yeah, you know, that's what they say. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's one from Mr. Dave Gibson on Twitter. It says, in high school, I was placed in the English bottom class where a teacher said to my face, I'd never make it as a writer. Today, 25 years later, after uncountable knockbacks from almost every publisher, I'm ecstatic to finally be able to announce that my teacher has died. Hashtag never give up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's one uh, that is an exchange between a online therapist and somebody on a chat. And so uh, the person says, um, I hate my effing life. Therapist says, no, you don't. You hate your life right now. Person replies, I'm 22, working fast food and will probably never do anything better. My coworkers make fun of me all day. Therapist replies, learn the ways of the honey badger. To which the person replies, and if I told my boss, he would probably cut my already S pay. Therapist says, well, that's illegal. The person says, because he's a cheap bastard. My only friend is mentally challenged. Therapist, well, that makes you a wonderful friend. The person replies back, and we all we ever do today, together is stupid S. I can't leave my hometown because I never learned how to drive. Plus, every time I try, I fail my driver's test. The therapist, driver's ed, bro. Stuff works. Person replies back, and you know what the worst part is? To which the therapist replies, you're so lost in your self-pity, you can't accept when anything good happens to you. To which the person replies, well, no, I live in a pineapple under the sea. Therapist replies, God damn it. (laughs) Everything he described was the life of SpongeBob SquarePants. So... (laughs) Yeah, it's Mr. Krabs here. I'm coming after Dexter, SpongeBob. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. What would be a good way to close this one out? <laughs> I, I don't think there's any better way to close this one out. This from Twitter user Kellen says, Me, thank you for that glass of milk earlier. Sperm bake employee, what glass of milk? Me, the glass of milk that was sitting on your desk. Sperm bank employee, oh my God. Me, what? Sperm bank employee, you drank my glass of milk. That could have gone very, very wrong. Folks, that does it for this segment of Well, That's Unexpected. When we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. It's time for This Day in History. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we did it. We made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 6th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? No. And we are doomed. You're screwed. (laughs) While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. And speaking of caring, what we like to do in the final segment of each show is drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History. Christian Phoenix. All right, uh, let's kick off this day in 1802. Naturalists Alexander von Humboldt and Amy Bonpland reach Quito, Ecuador. Now, aren't naturalists, aren't they nudists? Isn't that the new term for... uh, being naked? Yeah, I would I would think so. <laughs> for sure. Ooh. And that uh, in Ecuador, you're going to get a hell of a sunburn. Yeah, that's uh, going to be a very special right there. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Moving on this day in 1809, the Napoleonic Wars invasion of Cayenne by combined British, Portuguese, and colonial Brazilian forces begins... Of course, we all know that Napoleon celebrated by heading over to Farrell's and getting that piggly wiggly trough. Excellent! This day in 1838, Samuel Morse and Alfred Vail demonstrate their telegraph machine in New Jersey. And of course, uh, Samuel Morse, Morse code named after it. That's the the beeps and the boops, the beep, 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 beep. Which I think we all know SOS, but beyond that, lost on me all right let's uh, move on yeah there's, there's a lot today in history baby. <laughs> this day in 1907 maria montessori opens her first school in rome obviously the reason that we have montessori schools no th- that makes sense i had no idea she looked like a fierce italiano yeah she did This day in 1912, geophysicist and meteorologist Alfred Wegener presents his controversial theory of continental drift in a lecture at the Geological Association at the Senckenberg Museum in Frankfurt. Of course, continental drift is the uh, theory that you know the continents are drifting apart and that they all stemmed from the supercontinent Pangaea. Remember oh. learning about that in school? Yeah, I do, actually. All right, let's move on this day. Wegener, I'm glad you said that, see... You said German in you, because yes. I would have said Wegner. Yeah, Wegner. Yeah, Weggy. That's Al Weggy right there. <laughs> this day in 1925, Mikhail Frunz replaces Leon Trotsky as the People's Commissioner of Military and Native Affairs as Trotsky and Joseph Stalin battle for power in the aftermath of Vladimir Lenin's death. I wonder who won out in that battle. No, that's a lot of evil people there. Oh, Trotsky, yeah. man, what a what a what a sexy beast he is with that face. <laughs> 
He looks like he stuck his finger in the light socket. Yeah, and he, he was did. like, you know what? This looks good. I'm going to stick like this all time. Speaking of sexy beasts this day in 1929, Mother Teresa arrives in Calcutta to begin her work amongst Indians poorest. Great, great lady. Obviously, she did some great things. Not quite the looker, though. You know, it's funny. It's in, so they say 1929, and they have that picture. Like, is that what she looked like then, too? No. Like, in every picture, she looks like that. <laughs> no, I think that was much later yeah, in life. I, I think she died in the 80s. Yeah. All right. Let's move on this day in 1931. Thomas Edison submits his last patent application. Of course, it doesn't say what it's for. But uh, I would assume by 1931, he was pretty old at that point. Yeah, well, kudos to him. Him and uh, Tesla, I mean, just all of those great inventors back then, fantastic. Absolutely. And, of course, you know, it's the reason we've got most of the things we have today, uh, including that very bright LED light that's shining in my eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Emmett Brown, one of my favorite scientists. Great Scott! <laughs> Marty! This day in 1933, we talked about him yesterday. Of course, uh, this is where the two lovers met. Well, one day later, Clyde Barrow kills Tarrant County Deputy Sheriff Malcolm Davies after walking into a trap set for another criminal. And of course, he looks like a 15-year-old boy, not quite the hardened gangster that you would expect. No, he looks like Alpha Alpha from The Little Rascals. Yeah, yeah, totally. Of course, it's cut off at the top, so you don't see the little <laughs> thing sticking out Ding. the top. Oh, Alpha Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> this day in 1938, a bronze memorial statue of explorer Henry Hudson is erected in the Bronx. Of course, Hudson, known for the Hudson River, which is the most disgusting river in probably the world. It's uh, pretty gross. I don't know if you've... Uh... Oh, I've, I've seen it. I've been to New York. New York! <laughs> But yeah, I hear a lot of, there's a lot of things in the Hudson. Yes, there are. Yeah, and good old, uh, I like Ernie Hudson, you know? <laughs> He's that forgotten member of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> this day in 1957, get your uh, impression ready, Tony. Elvis Presley makes his seventh and final appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show. My guess is that was uh, slightly heavy rhinestone cowboy uh, Elvis Presley. Not Thank the, you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Eh, not bad, not bad. Honka honka burn love there, dude. <laughs> this day in 1967, the Milton Berle Show last airs on ABC TV. Milton Berle, probably uh, one of the famous early stand-up comedians and is also known for a gigantic um, member. Ooh, I was going to say, in that picture, he's either proud of that member or he just lit a stinky-ass fart in the room and it's like, wasn't me. <laughs> I swear I wasn't. Oh, no. He, he's proud of that member. Oh, yeah. All right. This day in 1969. Nice. The Supremes release I'm Living in Shame. Supremes, one of your favorite bands, Tony? Not totally, yeah. Living in shame in the summer of 69. <laughs> this day in 1971. So it's no secret how much I hate Bob Dylan. I'd say right close to Bob Dylan, oh, so close would be Neil Young. <laughs> Neil Young returns to his homeland of Canada for his first concert there since his pre-stardom days. I can't stand Neil Young as a singer. <laughs> oh, the hatred. <laughs> this day in 1975, Wheel of Fortune debuts Ooh. on NBC TV. Did they have Pat Sajak and Vanna White then? 
I know they were big in the 80s. They them. were big in the 80s, and they still look the same. They've had so they much do. plastic surgery that uh, I think uh, after the show's over, they just stick them back in their cryogenic chamber and then let them out right. again. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a ferv here, but as a young boy, I discovered a Playboy with Vanna White on the cover. Ooh. Oh, dude, dude. <laughs> Vanna White. Hello, nurse! Ain't trying to be a ferv, I'm just saying. <laughs> This day in 1976, Ted Turner purchases the Atlanta Braves for a reported $12 million, which is pretty cheap for a baseball team. I was going to say, yeah, that's pretty damn cheap. Like, at the time, that's a lot. The old billionaire Ted working on the Atlanta Braves and the World Championship wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) He tried. He He tried. tried. Good old Ted. (laughs) This day in 1994, ice skater Nancy Kerrigan is attacked by Tanya Harding's bodyguard. Of course, we all remember that. Snot bubble. This day in 2010, the 36th People's Choice Awards, Johnny Depp and Sandra Bullock win, and Hugh Laurie and Katherine Heigl win for TV. Uh, are they still doing the People's Choice Awards? Uh, no, I can tell you, poor Johnny. He, oh man, Johnny's in a lot of poop. Like he, you're not gonna see anything from Mr. Depp for a while. Not for a little while. He's in a nasty, nasty divorce battle. I mean, it is nasty. <laughs> and then Catherine Heigl, man, she turned out to be a gem, huh? Oh yeah. What a real treat she was. <laughs> wow. And then finally, this day in 2016, Star Wars: The Force Awakens breaks the North American box office record, passing 760.5 million taken by Avatar. Yeah, it was, I mean, that was exciting. Star Wars was back. The Force Awakens, we didn't know what to expect. And you know what? Didn't hate The Force Awakens. I didn't either. I liked it. It really did. Yes, it was a recycled New Hope, but it was very enjoyable. (laughs) It was. And then finally, before we close out the show, we like to run down some of today's holidays. And of course, this is the point where I start talking and Tony would interrupt. <laughs> For instance, today is Apple Tree Day. Yeah, get your apple tree on. Of course, good luck growing apples in the middle of winter. It is Bean Day. Yep, that's why we talked about Mr. Bean today on the show. Ironically enough, yep. it is Cuddle Up Day. Ooh, go ahead, any, cuddle up. Any girls want to cuddle? <laughs> it is Epiphany Day. It's a good day for an epiphany. Mm-hmm. Uh, oddly, uh, National Take a Poet to Lunch Day. Um, Good luck finding a poet. Well, I hope my dad's a poet because I'm going to lunch with my dad today. Ooh, maybe he's a poet and oh, he doesn't I'm even gonna know. I'm going to ask it. him. I guarantee he's going to give me a weird look. <laughs> that was pretty terrible on my part. <laughs> it is National Shortbread Day. It is Ooh. National Technology Day. Mm-hmm. National Take Down the Christmas Tree Day. Probably nah. a good idea. And World Day. Oh, sorry, World Day for War Orphans. So uh, get yourself a war orphan, and then join us tomorrow for a brand new episode where we explore Florida's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Florida man, war orphans. <laughs> Folks, have a wonderful Wednesday. Adios.